1: Episode eighty three, Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs, as we approach the celebration of the birth of Christ. As Christmas approaches, what? What are you laughing about?
0: I don't know. I didn't. It sounded so dramatic. The birth yeah. of Christ.
1: Well, you have to stop and think about Christmas, and I would like to go off on that for just a little while. Okay. Uh, my first memories of Christmas came from my church in a very small farming community in Nebraska. This place had like 15 sets of pews, had an upstairs choir loft. Um, We had a minister that probably couldn't get a job anywhere else. Why would he move out there? Uh, you know? So we got like the junior varsity of ministers and uh, we all had, a I can l- think
0: of a reason why the church might've <laughs> moved him to a real small town with a small population, yeah. but okay.
1: Yeah. Well, we weren't Catholic. We were Lutheran. Maybe it didn't happen with the Lutherans. Maybe not, but you never know. So anyway, as I'm in this uh, Christmas program, we all uh, sit on these devices, which made us look like we were a little Christmas tree made of children. Oh. Right. It started with a base and worked its way up to the kid that, you know, had the you know thing on the top of his. Head <laughs> what you have the... to
0: do to get on top of this tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So you got this little uh, Christmas tree uh, with children, uh, you know, that build it. And then after that, we all get to say one little line. From a christmas story in the bible right and then we take our envelope that has our offering in it and we put it in the manger okay so i'm walking up and i put my envelope in the manger the kid behind me his name was kurt miller uh you know our families grew up on family farms a couple miles apart so kurt miller walks behind me to put his envelope in the manger and I don't know what happened, but he had projectile vomiting, oh,
0: and he puked oh right god.
1: in the face of the baby Jesus. Oh my god! In the major.
0: Oh no, that poor guy! I was like, "Why do you? You're bad with names. Why do you remember this guy so vividly?" Now I know.
1: Oh. Yeah. So there you go. That and so those were my earliest remembrances of Christmas. And then and now, let's fast forward to now, and then we'll get to your story. And, and here's the thing. I don't know that Christmas is the same as children grow up. There is a magical time in a parent's life when that kid looks under that tree with that package that Santa Claus brought. And it was really a special moment. And, you know, I think we all have pictures of either ourselves or our kids or whatever. But once they grow up and they move forward, uh, you know, you almost have to wait for grandkids in order to retrieve that wonderful time that is Christmas. But you know, it was always supposed to be a religious event getting back to the birth of Christ. And then I have a friend that just went to Israel not that long ago. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude, did you see all this stuff? He's like, oh yeah. I went to everywhere. I saw all of it. And I'm like going, okay, is there a heaven or not? Right. And he's like, well, I'm a Christian and I believe that there is. And how do you believe? And I said, well, I want there to be. I feel so much better if I got like a breaking news headline from TMZ that actually found proof of a heaven because they got proof of everything else really, really fast. So I'm waiting for that notification.
0: And that's what you want this year for the birth of Christ.
1: The birth of Christ. So you have a story about Christmas as well.
0: Yeah. And I also don't want to burst your bubble. Jesus was not born in December.
1: When is his birthday then?
0: They basically took what was an existing pagan holiday honoring the winter solstice. And when they were trying to basically change everybody to Christianity away from paganism and belief in nature, they just kind of co-opted a lot of holidays. The same thing with Easter. Easter was a holiday. It's the spring equinox. So the vernal equinox that was being celebrated. And so a lot of these pagan rituals that were around for a long time, the religions kind of came in and like, yeah, us too.
1: What was the actual birthday of jesus christ
2: the nativity of jesus nativity of christ birth of jesus or birth of christ is described in the biblical gospels of luke and matthew Uh,
1: the date of birth of jesus is not stated in the gospels or in any historical sources but most biblical scholars assume a year of birth between six and four bc And then here's another question is Jesus birthday in June. We traced the movement of planets back 20 centuries and it revealed the exact date of Christ's birth as June 17th. So it's almost like Juneteenth, right? Which isn't that a black holiday?
0: Juneteenth is the celebration of the slaves really finding out that they had been emancipated for many, many years, even though the slave owners had been lying to them and, and like, no, no, you're not free.
1: And when was the last time you took communion? Because is that a violation of your drinking? Cause you're sober now six months. I'm proud of you. I, I'm going to get you some kind of a sweatshirt. Uh, or oh, yeah. You give me the Christmas story. And then I've got a crazy story about a friend of mine that did something that's unthinkable.
0: Okay. Well, you were just talking about Christmas pageants and something I never got over as a kid. My mom, when I was younger, we lived in Washington, DC for a while, a little bit outside of town. And my mom, owned her own and ran her own daycare center. And it was called little scholars. And because she had a daycare center and I was going to kindergarten, like part-time at a regular school, they were like, Oh, that's dumb. Just come and do kindergarten at my mom's preschool and my mom's school that she had. And she had bought a house and fixed it up and turned it into the school. Right. Of course there's the Christmas pageant. And I think I'm an ace to get the part of Mary. You know, because I know the director. I know who's in charge. It's my mom. And my mom was like, that would be unfair to the other children. And it would act like there's favoritism. And I was so mad. I went home and looked up favoritism in the dictionary. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I'm still not over it. Anyway, I was, I ended up having to be like a freaking sheep or something.
1: I don't look forward to Christmas. I watched the online stream of this. Ah, sh. There's Jesus calling now.
2: Jesus. Hold on. Hello, Moon. This is Jesus.
1: So let's talk a little bit about Christmas. You know, we all like to celebrate your birthday. Is your birthday in June or December? On Google, it says June, what was it, uh, Hob 17?
2: Moon, let me tell you something very important. The Christian calendar was not invented till many, many moons after my birthday. The date that you see on the calendar is completely irrelevant. The only thing that matters is that I exist and that we love one another.
1: That's spreading the Christmas cheer right there. Well, thank you. Uh, So, Jesus, then, uh, how do you celebrate? Do you eat turkey or ham or what is it?
2: Because I am an ethereal being existing purely as a beam of energy, I no longer need What I do is me and my father, God, drink some good old-fashioned wine. And Hello? Hey, I have to go. Um, The Holy Spirit is calling me. He said that he needs help over uh, in Ukraine. So I'm going to go help him out over there.
1: Okay, well, Jesus, thank you very much for... (laughs) Taking the time to give us a holler.
2: Yeah, I'll talk to you later, Moon Key Joking Hobbs. And don't forget, everyone, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: thank you, Jesus. I don't get to say that enough in life. Thank you, Jesus.
1: How about two questions with Putin?
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: I got two ready to go here. The first oh. one, right out of the shoot, is what is your favorite board game? Do you think that Vladimir would play Twister? (laughs) Did you ever? Did you ever play Stratego? I bet he'd be really good at that.
0: I remember the name of that. I don't remember how it's played. I remember that vaguely. I would have said Risk.
1: Because isn't Risk where you try to take over other countries?
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. And like the hardest country to always take is Russia. (laughs) Russia's (laughs) always the problem. So. Cause it's, it's big. And when we, we play it in the eighties and stuff. So
1: I love to play chess. Mm-hmm. I know I don't seem like I was a chess kind of player, but I love playing chess mm-hmm. and I was actually um, the only person to ever win in the first round in my high school chess tournament and beat the defending champion. His name, I believe was Jay Matsky, currently an attorney. And I did a move that you can look up on Google and I'm going to look it up right now because Google is here right next to Jesus. Here we go. Explain the chess move on passant
2: upon attacking a square crossed by an opponent's pawn, which has advanced two squares in one move from its original square may capture this opponent's pawn as though the latter had been moved only one square. This capture is only legal on the move following this advance and is called an en passant capture.
1: Four moves, I beat the head of the chess class. It was brilliant, but he didn't know about en passant.
0: Who did you cheat off of?
1: We didn't Ah. have YouTube back then. I couldn't. I know you didn't
0: have YouTube. That's what I'm saying. Like, who did you cheat (laughs) off of? Where did this hustle start? I have met you. (laughs) Did you accidentally bump the board and you're just like some kind of a savant? Like you sneezed and then it like made the moves. You're like, holy shit. This Guy's got the move that no one can defend, okay.
1: On passant, passant yeah. Second question of Putin mm-hmm. Do you own any bobbleheads?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great.
1: Oh, I could, I'd love to see his bobblehead collection because I have one, just I've like the all-
0: NATO collection, you know, like you could just. Get- <laughs> <laughs> oh That
1: would be really good. Now, see for me, my favorite bobblehead that I currently have on my desk next to this monitor mm-hmm. is a autistic weatherman named Frankie McDonald. Frankie, and if you go uh, look up Frankie McDonald on Google, you will see that he has, you know, I believe upwards of a half a million followers on his. Channel that's nothing, uh, it's just weather.
2: This is Frankie McDowell, my own TV station, live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Volcano just erupted near Java, Indonesia, and a volcanic ash went up the air as 12,060 feet up in the air.
0: A lot of ash and lava flowing, it was really, really bad in Indonesia.
1: How often do you get a good volcano forecast for Indonesia?
0: It's his energy about everything and his urgency. He's great.
1: I actually text with Frankie all year. I mean, like he will say to me, hi. And then I'll write back, hi. And he'll say, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And this goes on for a while.
0: I've got Facebook relationships like that. The messages have been like, hey, sup, hi, howdy, how you been? Hi. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they're usually dudes that are trying to have sex with me, but that's all right. <laughs> women.
1: So, yeah, Frankie's my favorite bobblehead. Do you have any bobbleheads, Hobbs?
0: Uh, No, I don't have a bobblehead. I'll
1: get you one for Christmas. You know what I really wanted to do at the radio station? And I never could pull it off because the marketing people wouldn't let me. I wanted to do a two headed bobblehead for uh, Moon and Stacy. Mm hmm. And I thought it would be fun. Sure. And about that same time, I came up with an idea. There was a surgery that was performed here in the Twin Cities on conjoined twins. And the timing was really off if you were going to try to go to the state fair. So let's get a three-headed Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs bobblehead made. And then we can sell them. And by the way, there's a website. We can market this moon p and hobbs.com uh do you have a question for putin
0: i got two questions okay are you allergic to anything
1: Ooh, that'd be awful are you allergic to anything i'm penicillin ampicillin um, amoxicillin
0: i am allergic to and now it just went right out of my freaking head i had to take a picture of it i'm so bad for whatever reason with remembering names of medications you're really good at it and i'm really bad at it um but it's an antibiotic that i can't take the other one i was going to ask it's a little personal i don't know that Pootsky would answer this one but i sure would like to know has he ever had or does he currently have a sexually transmitted disease and would he be willing to talk about sexual health
1: that'd be a great thing to get for christmas
0: i'd, I'd ask TD.
1: no no like a video chat with him talking about what you can do to promote sexual health
0: (laughs) i like it if Putin personally comes and gives you an std (laughs) i'll
1: bet he has one how much you want to bet (laughs) god which one is it herpes you
0: get the clap
1: (laughs) so this person i know has anxiety and insomnia really bad She's not quite 70 years old and over the years she struggled with this and she would uh, at many uh, times be able to find a doctor in whichever city she was living in. Cause she moved around quite a bit. Uh, she would find a doctor that would prescribe Ambien and it really was successful and it worked for her. And every time she tried to go off of it um, you know, she couldn't sleep and this insomnia would kick in and go on for a really long time. Well, now uh, she lives in a small town and they only have two doctors and both of them feel that Ambien is habit forming and so they won't prescribe it. And what they'll do to try to get you to sleep is to add different antidepressants to, you know, your regimen of pills that you take. And these ones will make you drowsy. Here's what she did. To get a new sleep med called Qvivic. Qvivic, you're seeing online uh, being endorsed by Lindsey Vaughn from the Twin Cities, the Olympic gold medalist skier. And there's other celebrities, Ty Banks, I think, is another one. But doctors would not give her any Ambien, and she hadn't slept. It was unsafe for her to drive. She was struggling in life until she told the doctor. I know you're against Ambien. I get that. I just need you to know that I need some sleep. And I'm to the point now where I am going to go on the black market. I'm going to try to find some medications that may help. I just hope I don't get fentanyl and overdose and die.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And then the doctor gave her Q
0: it it sucks that people have to do that, man, that you have to go to those extremes, like those prejudices. It's like, you know, we, you went to school, you're the expert in everything, but I also, it's my body, man. Like, or at least dose me down. If if you don't want me on it anymore, at least reduce my dosage and let's not just rip the bandaid off on something that my body has become accustomed to.
1: There's a lot of drugs I'd like to do endorsements for. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: drugs I'd still like to do. <laughs> uh, sobriety. Did you ever do acid? Sure.
1: And what would you think of that?
0: Not for me. All I really remember of the experience was laughing quite a bit. And then um, people, I found me at one point in the party, sitting in a room by myself, looking at a TV with no station. So it was just snow and I was laughing my head off. I guess I understand the appeal, especially if you're broke, because I was entertained as hell by that television. Apparently, I kind of remember still seeing the snow and staring at it and going, why haven't I noticed this before? It's so cool. Yeah, alcohol was has always been my 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 the the issue for me, because there's been things where it's like dibble dabble, blah, blah, blah. And it just never but alcohol. I don't know. But I, I started, I started drinking at such a young age and I think that has so much to do with it. Like if kids just wait until they are actually 21, the odds of them letting their lives get away from themselves at, because of alcohol, it's so much less. The first time I got drunk, I was at a wedding. They seated the kids table, all with champagne. And I went around I finished all the little champagne glasses and I had not, you know, other than having the cherries out of my grand or my mom's brandy Manhattans, I hadn't really gotten drunk and I was smashed. No one even knew.
1: I remember the first time I ever got really smashed, I drank passport scotch. It was terrible cheap scotch. Oof. God, I threw up just so violently. And, and you know, I'm thinking I'll never do that again.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And that wasn't the case. Yeah. I couldn't really almost wait to do that again. And it's just like, wow, you can be, a, you can have a really good time. And then you trade that for a few times of throwing up and it's an even deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. I can have
1: a lot of fun and then I have to throw up.
0: Yeah. It's one thing when you're younger, as you get older, that is not cute.
1: One of my favorite comedians uh, does a bit about owning a flask, mm-hmm. right? Because people would want to drink so much, they would take it with them a lot of people hide bottles. I had an uncle that was such an alcoholic. When he died, we filled the back of a two ton grain truck all the way up the sides of the, uh, what they call the box of the truck. We had empties for hmm. that entire truck. Oh my God. And we had to go to a dump and, you know, raise the truck up. Cause the, you know, you need to, Get the grain out of the truck. It has a hoist, Jesus. so you tip the thing up and you dump out an entire truckload of empty Old Crow bottles, and that was an awful whiskey.
0: Oh, oh, oh. old Crow! Old I've Crow. never even seen that. That—that that sounds not appetizing. To this day, Jim Beam owns the Old Crow brand. I don't think that they're using it, though. They're just sitting on that (laughs) marketing gem, old crow. (laughs) When you want to get drunk and think about your ex-wife, have some old crow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Speaking of old crow, can we talk about animals? Yeah, let's do. Recently, back on December 2nd in Kilgore, Texas, the police received a call that there was a reckless driver in a parking lot at Walmart. And they weren't sure what was going on. When they arrived, they clearly could see which vehicle was causing the disturbance. It was a, a white, uh, medium-sized truck. And uh, once they advanced on the car, demanding that the, the driver, you know, pull over, uh, they realized that um, the driver of the vehicle was a dog
1: out of walmart i could see that happening
0: (laughs) yeah exactly apparently the dog was left in the car while the parents went into the store and went shopping and what happened was the dog was sitting in the pickup cab and his leash got caught on the little shifter and so it came out of park but what's really confusing is that the dog also disabled the emergency break
2: <laughs>
0: somehow they think the collar got stuck on it there as well i heard some other comments some other people commenting on this story and it's like or the owner's like i don't know how that happened i <laughs> had the emergency <laughs> break oh. on it. you know what the dog was like i'm sick of you people uh, it's lunch i want to go
1: i'm out of here
0: the dog was uh, apprehended for reckless driving and uh, quickly <laughs> released to his uh, his parental uh, overseers. Yes.
1: Who, speaking of pets, my dog right now is coming home from the vet mm-hmm. and they had to do several teeth extractions. She has Ow. gingivitis. They oh, had no. to knock her out for the entire day. Uh, oh. P. Jug's picking her up right now. They said she's going to have to be on pain pills, uh, oh, maybe man. antibiotics. So, yeah, it's not oh. good.
2: Oh, That's sad.
1: Yep, my dog is an awesome dog. I got a story. I don't know if it'll top the dog driving at Walmart. It happened in Germany when there was a patient in a hospital who wasn't feeling well. You don't generally when you're in the hospital, right? right. And uh, m- many times, and I've experienced this, I don't know how many times, you don't get a private room. Insurance won't pay for it, or it's really yeah. expensive, or whatever. And this guy was in a room with another patient and the other patient had all kinds of issues as well. So patient number one is uh, getting annoyed with patient number two, Mm -hmm. not because he's listening to the TV too loudly or coughing or whatever. There was this beeping sound that was way too loud Mm -hmm. coming from an oxygen tank. Okay. And so the first guy says, well, this is too loud. You, you need to shut that off. Well, the guy doesn't respond. He's almost he's out. So what do you do to quiet it down? You go and plug the guy's oxygen, right? And the guy died. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. He, he did the machine because it was making too much noise?
1: Yes. No. Is that awesome?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not awesome for the guy that died, but I, I thought that was an awesome story. That is seriously that is something my old man would do he'd be like i told him (laughs) because he does not like repetitive noises he gets very very (laughs) mad at repetitive noises and he would have he would have probably hollered for the nurses first but then like in a fit of rage dragged himself out of the bed across the floor and yanked the, Mm. the life support hey i have a story for about germany too what you got um, the German police are currently seeking help to solve a recent heist involving some bull sperm.
1: Bull sperm? <laughs> That's
0: correct. You heard me. Uh, police in western Germany are appealing for help in cracking a potentially very cold case. Wink, wink. Authorities are are looking for sixty containers of bull sperm, which were stolen from a farm about 56 miles northeast of cologne either monday or tuesday um it's unclear How they uh, stole the precious cargo, but apparently it needs to be super cooled with liquid nitrogen and it's got to remain negative 196 degrees Celsius so that it's not spoiled. So they're seeking any tips that the public may have that could lead to the recovery of the sperm, which was intended for artificial insemination in time.
1: Well, and how do they get that? They've got to manipulate it and that's never fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they yep. covered it a little bit on Yellowstone and that's as much as I know about artificial insemination is pretty much everything I learned from the show Yellowstone when they have sure. to do that with the horses. That's 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 all I know. Bull sperm, bull sperm, bull sperm, bull sperm.
1: You know what they could do? They could store it in one of those Moderna or Johnson and Johnson cold uh, things for the COVID vaccines. They could But just make sure that you remember what you're getting. You're a vaccine injection. Oops,
0: wrong shot.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden you're having a little baby cow. (laughs) Right? Because they shot bull sperm in you.
0: Bull sperm. Bull sperm. Bull sperm. Bull sperm. Well, who knows? Maybe it cures stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's how Pasteur discovered... Uh, What was it? Uh, uh, Penicillin, penicillin, you know, it was the bacteria in that and the the moldy bread or mold or whatever. I have one more story, though, that like I've got to I've got to share because it ties in two ways to this show. First of all, we always talk about what have you been watching lately? So I rewatched Robocop and I didn't watch it when they remade it in 2014. It is still an amazing movie and you should check it out moon have you ever seen robocop
1: i surely have
0: i'd buy that for a dollar we might actually have real life robocop so in san francisco supervisors of the city have recently voted to allow the police to use robots that they already own to potentially kill suspects and deploy Lethal force.
1: What a great idea. I've been seeing sometimes when they're going to raid a place that they send a robot in. Yes. But I've never heard that they were going to be able to use lethal force.
0: And they never have done it before. These are what they want people to understand is that these are ground-based robots that they already own and use. And they use them in what you're talking about, like bomb detection. And if there's a fire or a potentially dangerous situation, they'll go in gas leaks, things like that. They'll use these robots that they can control you know, remotely. They're not armed currently, but they're seeking approval of the mayor to potentially do that. In a situation where God forbid they had to deploy lethal force in order to render some horrific situation that they really can't come up with, where they might need to do this to render the suspect incapacitated and further, you know, and and, and you know, end any further harm. So what they were seeing is, and obviously heated on both sides, but it actually passed eight to three. Ultimately, the board adopted an amendment. During the meeting, that requires one of two high ranking San Francisco police department leaders to authorize any use of a robot for lethal force. Robots can now use lethal force. Wow. For police permission in San Francisco.
1: I really want my wife to watch the morning show on Apple TV because she's an Amy Robach fan, and Amy Robach was having an affair with the Coast host of the show on uh, gma this is a big thing okay if you're a good morning america fan a lot of people are working at that time of the day uh so they don't watch the show but the people that did uh, love it loved the chemistry between amy robach from abc news and her you know cohort guess what ends up happening they like each other so much on the air they decide to both have extramarital affairs and now TJ
0: Holmes okay well that makes sense all right cuz see i have not been on my celebrity gossip lately but he has got swagger for days you know do you remember or i you won't remember when i worked mornings right for our old uh company i'd get up super early TJ Holmes you know how they audition people nationally. They have them start at like three o'clock in the morning, three 30 in the morning. They give them this, like an awful slot. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, and I remember seeing him like 10 years ago. I'm like, that guy's going somewhere. He has got all kinds of swagger and he's very charming. Okay.
1: Yep. So guess what now? ABC news says it has caused both an internal and an external disruption. And they yanked them both off the show and we don't know where uh-huh. they'll, where well, they're end up now. Keep in mind, it's not against their company's policies to be able to date. So they're not going to be able to be fired, but mm-hmm. they're going to have to be repositioned. When you're a news anchor, it's not that much fun. I mean, I, the first person I ever worked with that went into television she did tv and still does in san diego california i would go out with her after she got out of radio and went into tv and her whole world was upside down people were looking at her shopping cart
0: mm-hmm. they would
1: see her and they would try to follow her home yeah, they wanted cool. to know where she lived
0: if if they recognize you in public they almost feel like they that you owe them acknowledgement because yeah. they're a fan and they recognized you I can't tell you how many times that I've been on the phone with our good friend, Shannon Paul, who does a lot of stuff with the Jason Matheson show on Channel 9 locally, right? And then also is on My Talk FM 107. I am on the phone with her at least every couple of weeks where we're having our little daily chit chat because we're besties. And I will hear in the distance somewhere because she'll have her headset on, are you miss Shannon? Yep. And invariably she'll get recognized, and she'll uh, she'll be like, "Okay, hang on one second, Tiff. I, you know, we're talking about something intimate, and you have to stop and say hello." And you know, she appreciates it and everything, but it, but it's 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 like, no, right now you have to pay attention to me. It's intrusive.
1: And when I used to go places with Dave Dahl, it was that was horrible.
0: Oh yeah, I've gone gone out with Dave, and it's like everybody wants to buy him a beer and tell him something and and oh yeah and he's really gracious about it he's very cool about it where you know there's other people that aren't as cool about that kind of stuff
1: If you would like to advertise on this show the first person that sends an email at Hobbs.com. there's a link there you click tell us what your business is uh, how for me to reach you you get sixty seconds, or we might even go sixty minutes. I don't know. I think
0: free. I think we give. I think the first ten people that write us.
1: So a free commercial for ten people. Yeah. All right. Moonpeajugandhobs and hobbs.com Yeah. Will it be thirty seconds or sixty
0: seconds? Ten seconds. Thirty seconds. I don't know. What do you think? Fifteen.
1: Hmm. Well, it's free, so they it's don't Free, give so much.
0: we don't. We don't care about any legal requirements.
1: We will give you fifteen seconds for free.
0: 15 seconds for free. It's like, it's just like a phone sex operator though. But if you go over, we're not going to tell you. And it's $1,000 a minute.
1: I think my dog's home. How many teeth she had pulled? Six. Oof. Two. Three. Four. How many? 16 teeth. What? Holy shit. Does she have any left? Oh, for the love of God.
0: She had a bacterial infection probably in there. Oh, baby.
1: She has never, ever made a sound in this house, and she's crying. So I got to go.
0: Oh, you got to go. I'm yep. sorry. Ritz is such a great dog. I'm sorry.
1: 15-second commercials. Moon, pjug, and Hobbs.com. Peace out.